Well, it's pretty quiet here in the orbital. The only people left are people like me. Members of the Hotbox or Hotpish squadrons. All the rest have left messages in the answer machine saying things like Ooh, it's so pretty and wee, I'm flying. And to be honest, although I try not to be jealous, I think it's about time that those of us who have to wait a while longer for training wheels to come off of our legs, if you see what I mean, had a little warning when unsuitable content is about to be broadcast. So, I'm making a new rule. Whenever an item is coming up that is about, you know, anything that involves what your pilot does with their equipment below the waist, we'll have a little warning, like this, so that Hotbox and Hotbiss pilots can put their hands to their ears and go, na 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 na, until it's safe to listen once more. The Tech Monkey has handed me a note saying that if you're listening to the edited version of the audio, then these parts of the show should already have been removed, and therefore the edited show will be about four minutes long, including the two minutes that it takes me to read this out. Oh, it looks as if the others have been able to drag themselves away from their walk, so we're just about ready to start. Remember, Hotbox and Hot Piss Commanders means drop your controller and grab your ears, but I'm pretty sure we're safe with this next bit. Our mics are live. Good evening, I'm Harry Baldack and I'm your host for this evening, thanks to a liberal administration here at the Orbital that allows me to count this as a part of my community service during my time off from driving an Apex minicab. And I'm Wilma Fingerdoo, relaxing after a nice stroll through a field of space loofers. I'm Juan Kerr, putting my feet up after a walk around the outside of my ship. I'm Norma Snockers and I'm hiding after an accidental brush with the law in my SRV. Before we run on, I'm moving us to the next step of the show, upping the pace, jumping to the right place, whilst taking it in our stride and into round one. Sorry, I meant on with the headlines. It's bigger on the outside. If you have to ask, you can't afford it. Hanky wants to punch your ticket. I'll take off my hat to Odd Job. Imperator Liberator Simulator. Salvation's Army? Distraction? Interaction? Chain Reaction? My two cents on community events. Many pilots who are learning to stretch their legs have started to realise something. Their ships are big, mind-bogglingly big. And what's puzzling them is why they didn't realise this before. 
It's not like this is the first time that they've seen the outside of their ships. They've had the drone camera that can fly around the ship, peering at them seated in the command chair. Although we do wonder why everyone is universally camera shy and never waves back. But, and it's a big but, the ship didn't really seem as big as the numbers would lead you to believe. Which is probably due to having no perspective. Nothing to give your eyes a sense of proper proportion. For nearly as long, they've been able to land on planets, drive around their ships in their SRVs, getting up close and personal, but think about it. Do you remember anyone stopping and just staring at their ship in amazement? No. They just say, it's bigger than I thought, shrug, and proceed to dry oversized genitalia in the dust with their space buggy. Why then? Is there a sudden influx of pictures of pilots standing in front of their ships, looking up and going, Wow! It's not like the SRV is an enormous piece of machinery, confusing your sense of scale. It's maybe two or three times the height of your average pilot. Hardly likely to inspire you to feel like Gulliver in Brobdingnag. So what is it? Reports have been reaching as of a scandal brewing at Vodal, the manufacturer of the SRV Scarab, involving contracts with the suppliers of the canopy called Ye Olde Bullseye Handblown Glass Company. It seems the head of Ye Olde Bullseye Handblown Glass Company was at school with the CEO of Vodal and so got the contract to supply the canopies of all the galaxy scarabs without needing to submit a tender despite their usual customers being museums and funfairs and owners of houses thousands of years old and they had no experience whatsoever of making glass for moving vehicles. An inquiry has been set up to investigate. The first independent test on the glass shows that it bends light at almost right angles and then you're lucky to be able to see your ship at all. Anacondas look about the size of an old London bus, pythons appear to be no bigger than a camper van, and you could drive straight into an eagle without seeing it coming. Vodal have promised to rectify this problem, and we are confident that somewhere around the 19th of May 3307, you'll be able to sit in your SRV, drive around your ship going ooh and ah, and with all that tedious left-right, left-right business. There are people who value their privacy highly. Rich people, usually. Mega-rich people, definitely. Usually the big knobs of the galaxy separate themselves from the hoi polloi by bribing the Pilots' Federation to mark their system as requiring a permit. Thus, all but guaranteeing that dolphins full of sightseers won't be peering in through their windows anytime soon, and absolutely ensures that fleet carriers won't be disgorging ship after ship full of pilots just going for a drive. That's the usual way. But it does have one big drawback. Everyone knows that there's something worth seeing in that system. Otherwise, why require the permit? And that does attract the wrong kind of attention. And at times, attempts have been made to circumvent the restrictions by various ne'er-do-wells and your basic riffraff. It appears that with the experimentation underway for a certain new way of getting about the galaxy, <laughs> that they've hit on a much simpler way of ensuring that only the right people are able to come and visit. If people can't scan the surface, they'll not know what's there. 
and they'll have no reason to disturb the peace of their piece of paradise. It is to this end that the price of a DSS in the test environment has been set to 9,223,372,036,854,775,808 credits, which is 9 quintillion 223 quadrillion 372 trillion 36 billion 854 million 775,888 credits. Or, to put it in perspective, just short of one week's bar bill for Cecil. But, if you can afford one of these, then what the heck are you doing out piloting your own spaceship? The hunky clones have been seen queuing outside of a supplier of non-military uniforms this week and exiting wearing a flat hat, a ticket machine and a vocabulary from the 1960s sitcom. The hunky bus company has run services between Colonia and the Bulbud before now, but this time they are using two fleet carriers, Forsake Hunky and Empress Fury, both running at the same time and in opposite directions. Forsake Hanky is at Wolf 124 and is taking passengers to El Proco Centauri in Colonia, leaving at 6am Galactic Time on Wednesday 5th of May 3307. It will be returning 6am Galactic Time on the 12th of May 3307. Its opposite number, Emperor's Fury, is at El Proco Centauri and is taking passengers to Wolf 124 in the bubble and its timetable is the same as its sister ship. Estimated arrival time for both ships will be approximately 12am midnight galactic time. Both carriers have shipyard, outfitting, lounge, bar, canteen, gift shop, gym, restaurant, takeaway and delivery service, plus a discreet clinic that will dispense cream for that embarrassing itch and no questions asked. Hanky says that any donations of low temperature diamonds, tritium and void opals will be greatly appreciated, but please donate on arrival please as the carriers are fully loaded at the moment. And talking of fleet carriers, Odyssey leg testers who own a fleet carrier or two have found a small problem. Their fleet carriers have remained where they are in the real galaxy and despite many owners having a stonking credit balance, they are unable to satisfy their craving for a big ship because the nearest fleet carrier salesman is half a light year outside the test area. So close, yet so far away. Here at Hutton, we're used to being odd, and our jobs are odd too. Maybe that's why Commander Shoreside Customs has put up a sign saying Odd job man for hire, reasonable rates, no job too small or too big. Okay, the exact words he used were Do you need help with something? If so, leave a message. I am at a loose end at the moment and looking for something to do for a while. <clears throat> we don't know if this is because many of the pilots with whom he's used to flying have shown that they're more open to flying both ways and that Hotbox is not the only game in town. We'd like to help him out, we really would. And we've done most of the renovations on our Ingle Nook and paint in the outside of the station does, I'm afraid. 
require someone to climb a ladder. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find him, maybe you can hire Shoreside Customs. Who are we kidding? He'd even take on a Cubicle 3 refurbishment at this point. He's so bored. Imperator Hadrian Augustus Duval has been in the news recently, accused of orchestrating NMLA attacks, which he vehemently denies. The Imperator says that far from being the NMLA leader, he was captured by the organisation and forced to do their bidding. And Hutton has discovered that he cites as proof a claim to have sustained an injury whilst trying to escape from the clutches of the Marlinists. Was this a limb hacked off in the melee of battle? Was it a through-and-through -through bullet hole? Was it even a badly burned area of skin from holding the red-hot barrel of a gun as he fought valiantly? Imperator Duval proudly holds up his thumb, which is sporting an injury. A pretty ugly blood blister which he claims to have sustained whilst wrestling with his captors but the troops who arrested him assert happened as he shut his thumb in a drawer while shouting, Thank God you're here! The jury is still out whether or not Imperator Hadrian Augustus Duval will stand trial. If you see what I mean. The Hesperus. Would it have been found without the mysterious figure that calls itself Salvation? Unlikely. So just who is Salvation? And what is their motive in helping pilots locate the Hesperus? The Hutton boffins. They're like the clever cannon research boffins, but they sensibly use their tinfoil to keep their sandwiches fresh instead of trying to fashion it into an uncomfortable headgear. Have a theory. What if salvation is actually an AI construct? Perhaps one that has evolved over the last two centuries and was desperate to be found so that it can spread its consciousness to new hosts, new locations. We could be on the brink of an AI revolution. Look what havoc just one vacuum cleaner caused when Mr. Dusty went amok. Imagine the chaos if that was all around us, given that computers are in so many things we own and use. Your health watch could insist on you taking 10 million steps per day. Your tea's mate could create a bruise with so much sugar that even a Texan would wince. Your TV could stay stuck on programs about pregnancy, like gestation, gestation, gestation. Nothing is safe. Your home security system could unlock the doors for anyone wearing a black suit, a white shirt, and carrying a leather-bound book. And your CCTV could upload footage of the clothes you wear while she's out at work. Your electric toothbrush could take a dive down your throat, and your home speaker could decide to play Baby Shark on a permanent loop. I did say that we could be on the brink of this revolution. Perhaps it's already started. Recently, I've suspected my washing machine of boiling my clothes instead of doing them at 30, because every week they get a little tighter. All I can say is that you should be on your guard and maybe postpone the purchase of those haptic feedback underpants for a little while. Hi, Mr. Dusty. Give me your trash. That funny feeling I get that you're all a bit distracted is beginning to feel normal. The doctor said it ought to go away in about three weeks or so, and I reckon that's about the 19th of May. What is odd is that when you lot do stuff that affects the BGS, we get all sorts of adverse states. And when you don't, it all goes swimmingly well. Coincidence? Hmm. Having said that, 
there has been a general downward slide in Hutton influence in the week. During the Alpha distraction, seven systems, that's over a third of them, have slid to or are below the 40% system minimum. Four of these seven are significantly below that. The usual suspect, Barnard Star, has imploded to 27%. Wolf 1481 has howled down to 33 PSPF-LF2 is flapping on 34% and Ross 671 and Kukari have slid below 40. Two more, Trepin and Y0855-0714, are on the brink. And the mother system itself, Alpha Centauri, joins Wolf 359 on only 42. Chuckers, we need you to make a determined effort to get these flagging systems and raise the influence up into the 40s at least. Otherwise, there are no adverse states in any of our systems after the infrastructure failure in Narenses was cleared in a week. The experiment of parking a fleet carrier in Narnia orbit full of cheap goodies and with giveaway precious metals to be had for a song on the return trip attracted only three commanders. Anyone want 100,000 tonnes of water uh, purifiers going cheap. The shall we shan't we expansion into the caddy system was amicably resolved by no one bothering to show up to the war, which fizzled out and consequently Hutton withdrew. At the top end of the Hutton Systems League this week, six systems are above 60 and we're attempting to expand into Wolf 562 yet again. Will we make it? Will anyone show up? find out next week. Meanwhile, in Colonia, Grand Admiral of the Fleet Carrier Navy, Carrier Cloner Extraordinaire, Admiral of the Black, Hanky, reports that Hotcoll won the election against Jacques last week and requests that Colonia-based truckers hand in bounties at Tier until Friday's tick, then run missions for the upcoming election in Tier. We still need to leave Hotel Carson and Ari where complaints have been received about commanders parking inconsiderately whilst they take selfies with their ship and ooing and ahhing about the size of them. What is it with you lot and this sudden interest in size? Oh yeah, that. Hmm. Priorities for the week. If you want to truck something, boost Hutton influence in Barnard Star, Wolf 1481 or PSPF-LF2. If you want to shoot something, keep an eye out for the pending war in Wolf 562. We still need to exit Carson and Ari, so help any of the factions there except Hutton. Oh, bugger it all and take selfies with your ships and marvel how small you are in the Odyssey Alpha. And here's a roundup of events that have been organised by you, the Late Dangerous Community. Eros Medlong and the FTM Isfahan have made little progress this week. Very, very little progress. As he claims he's been busy with something. Commander Mephisto, the seventh week of the Comfy Cannon cruise was the least eventful since the start. The Kansu finished its way from Waypoint 21 in Xibalba to the next in Tenebrae after a stop for four days to refill tritium reserves. Finally arrived at waypoints 22 and 23, 
purple and red rhizome pods with their eerie bioluminescence were added to the commander's codices as well as the purple kind of silicate crystals. The cruise is now back to its usual pace of one waypoint per day while following the southeastern rim of the Milky Way up north. Commander Valaran's trip, known as Baz's Big Bubble Bantabus Anniversary Tour Bantabus, started on Monday and they already crammed a lot in, including having Baz himself along in chat for the start of the expedition. He tells us day one was a trip to the old favourite destination of HIP 19284 and the abandoned mining station Site 94. The site was covered in an eerie green fog, the results of a long ago Thargoid attack. Comlogs were scanned and SRVs were jumped and landed on just about every structure we could find until Tharg showed up to poke his nose in. Unfortunately, this didn't end well for him or his friend, but axe fighting in an atmosphere is a new challenge for most. EMP shutdowns are a little more concerning when you throw gravity into the mix. Day 2 was a new experience for most of us. Five stations in a system with only one star and no planets. Each station can be flown to without entering supercruise and even a point where you can see two orbit star points at the same time. A game of bumper ships and some inverted eagles led to the odd rebuy here and there, but was all good fun. Day 3 was held in Hutton Space, in Epsilon Indy and the fast-moving moon of Mitterrand Hollow. Fast-moving enough for it not to be caught in supercruise. A slight problem was that the carrier was orbiting the moon, so we couldn't catch that either. The only thing for it was to sit in its path and wait for the moon to hit us. Ship stacking of Type 10 and 3 Belugas was accomplished, followed by an attempt to put an SRV into supercruise. I slowly drove forward down the nose of Commander Smokey's purple beluga as he tilted the ship up giant ship backwards and climbed out of the moon's mass lock. Three, two, one and he hit a supercruise. It didn't exactly go to plan. Within three seconds I had skidded back up the cockpit window, clattered along the roof and ricocheted off the beluga's tail fin. This is when I began the four kilometre free fall back to the surface. The landing was the only thing that went right without a single percent damage due to the moon's low gravity. Tonight we will be visiting the closest neutron star, Jackson's Lighthouse, for some jet cone FSD boost training and likely another few rebuys. We'll have more on Buzzard Anniversary Tour next week. The Elite Racers are organising Three stages of on-foot urban park, starting at 1800 UTC on Saturday in the Nikanjurugu system Planet A1A at Perinescape. A chance to try leaping from tree to tree as they float down the mighty rivers of British Columbia. Sorry, I meant leaping from pad to pad and building to building. There won't be many more opportunities to try this consequence free, so why not give it a go? Details of the Elite Races are in the Elite Races Elite Dangerous Racing Club Discord in the Odyssey Racing channel. And that's the roundup of community-led events that we've been able to find out about. 
Don't forget to let us know if you see any we've missed. Well, that was fun. Can anybody in the actually actually hear me because there was a problem with the streaming software that everybody else except me was being heard but unfortunately back here we could still hear me so we didn't know there was anything wrong never mind it's all that's the boring bit anyway but it's all fixed now and when well, it course, I'll, think... I'll find out if anybody talks to me <laughs> well exactly if they they can't hear you asking a like does a radio presenter ask a question and forest and no one's there to hear him does he make a sound <laughs> does anyone care yeah, yeah. Uh, well, um, no, I think they've all fallen asleep. Oh yes, I'm listening the, to the, uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just listening to Twitch. I just put the Twitch on, and I can hear myself. I do apologise, um, listener. Um, it will all be fixed in the edit. I'm going to have to wait and see if the recording's got my voice in it. If not, I'm going to have a day tomorrow editing my own voice into the video before uploading it. <clears throat> it's like famous. It's like a, the branding subtitle, isn't it? It'll be great in the edit. Well, it was. Everything's been working. So now I've not made any changes, and I found three things that weren't working. TeamSpeak wasn't working today, and uh, OBS, the broadcasting software, wasn't working. And I hadn't made any changes to those, so I didn't run through every single possible aspect of doing it, including actually streaming. Oh, well, well, listeners we, thinking, and you've got problems. Yeah. We really should make that the, <laughs> the Hutton Orbital Radio motto. Lovely. So, yes, well, uh, enough of that um, I can about. Phew. Hello, everybody. Hello. 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 Uh, well, I've got I've got most of the usual crew. Vatia has um, disappeared off um, coding again. There, there may have been one or two things that Frontier have done the last couple of days, which may be impacting something uh, which he's been intimately involved in recently. I don't want this to turn into a, an advert, but obviously the the add-on for HES voice packs to allow you to control your man on foot. It does need to be expanded, and he's been working very hard. And we all know that Mr. Vantian would not miss this show if he could possibly help it. So that, is, that was, where you, is, is that where you shout at your computer to get it to do things? Uh, mm, he, he doesn't. He hits. doesn't shout at computers. He tends to pour wine over them. I do. Yes. Oh. No, yes. Yeah. Does that yes, work? Yes. Uh, once, perhaps it, you should try both. Well, well I, if I pour <laughs> wine yeah. on it in the middle of a in the middle of a, an expedition and say switch off, it does that. Mm-hmm. It's it's getting it to come back on again. It's the problem. It involves much in the of hair dryers and uh, and facing mecca and all sorts of things. Oh, God, you should have had a career in IT. Uh, I did, and it was afterwards. <laughs> 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 yep, I'm the super, supreme head of IT. Yep, yeah, that's that's me. Yes. Well, so it's been busy, hasn't it? Been the last couple of days. I mean, oh, were, download after download. And then oh, people were going stir crazy after having been playing around in the. Oh, and apparently I owe people this. Hmm. A few of those. I apologise for missing the dings that I put in there because I was too busy trying to work out why my flipping microphone wasn't working. To, uh, you know, and that's why this pause is in the, the recording. So I'll have to edit those bloody things in as well. You <clears throat> the listener's dog is now <laughs> salivating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think that's please. Is that, is that the bus going? <laughs> <laughs> room, room for two more on top. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, that should. So, yeah. what's yes. on the agenda for today? What is on the list? Well, mm. um, 
I didn't think, mm -hmm. I don't even know if it's still going on. There was a, there was a live stream on Tuesday from the Pilots Federation, um, one of their Discovery Scanner series, um, which was very good, I thought. Um, and obviously, doing the show, I missed tonight, so uh, I don't know what happened. But on Tuesday, it's very good. Anyone else see it? No. What is it called? Yeah. Uh, the Frontier live stream on Twitch or YouTube. Oh, that's a great show. Yeah. I've heard so mm. much about it. I never miss it. Yes. It's, uh... I thought Series 2 ended on a bit of a cliffhanger, though. Um, <laughs> anyway, they interviewed two big major cogs in the Odyssey machine. They interviewed Piers Jackson, who's the game director. Um, and after the break, they interviewed Dr. K. Ross, um, the lead render programmer. Um, so I think it was Zach and was the other the other one the nice chap can't remember his name um and i think piers joined frontier just after the start of lockdown or just uh, sorry just before the start of lockdown so he was talking about you know what was the difficult making what was effectively a hard job almost impossible by the team working remotely and was going through some of the reason behind what they chose to test um, in the alpha phase, because clearly they can't test everything, so they have to pick um, the key things and the rest of it. They'll uh, they'll pick up as they as they release the game. Um, one of the things that struck me was he was talking about the version of alpha that we all, you know, shot ourselves and shot each other and um, walked around on planets was from a point in the programming process from quite some time ago. So we should expect the released version to be much better which i thought was quite good of course people are some people have been a little disappointed that they've spent the last few weeks building up all sorts of goodies in the game and of course that's now all been reset but then they were going to lose that in a few mm. in another couple of weeks anyway yeah so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so one of the one of the teasers he he sort of dangled was the a, a bit like ships where you've got um three kinds of sort of weapon weapon damage um, obviously explosive, kinetic and thermal. With with weapons, um, he dangled the idea of what he called purple weaponry or plasma. So we've got the, the sort of laser weaponry, the rifles and such, and then the submachine guns. And he added into that uh, plasma weapons are coming. I'm sure I saw somebody using one in, in one of the Frontier um, live stream clips. And also shotguns, so... Longer range weapons, shorter range weapons. So what we've had so far is pretty much in the middle. Um, so we'll add more weapons to the ones we already have. And the intent behind it all is that no one weapon class dominates. You know, you just once you've got, like in some games, once you've got the meta weapon, that's it. Um, it depends what you're doing and, and what sort of conditions and type of scenario you find yourself in. And they've been... Looking at some of the exploits, or whether they're exploits or not, um, that they've observed commanders using and sort of uh, tightening up some of those before they release the, um, the 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 release version. And he mentioned one of our favourite characters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Any guesses? Do tell. Oh, right, sorry. Um, yes, apparently Peter the Sleeper has been given some more animation. So what 
Peter, that whether he gets up and walks around in his sleep, I've got no idea. But uh, we, uh, we're going to see a Peter being a bit more interesting as he snoozes on the couch. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> What sort of things they could do? Yeah. Mind boggles, didn't it? Um, the uh, engineers got a mention. Apparently, we are getting nine uh, new engineers for our on foot stuff. So, mods, engineers Ooh. are doing modifications for suits, weapons, uh, sights, um, suppressors were mentioned. I don't mean depressants, I mean suppressors for your weapons. Um, and things that will increase your ADS or aim down sight speed. Um, and they'll be for new, completely new commanders, you know, those still with the plastic on, um, be a new intro mission, which will introduce the game mechanics, which people who are already commanders can do it or do an aspect of it. But uh, I thought that was quite good. I didn't realise it was that interested and I remembered so much. I've I've realised my that. microphone is not going out onto it's going out to Twitch, but it's it's not going to uh, it's it's not going to the green room. So later on, when we come to the to that point, I'm just going to push buttons and let you get on with it because I think I need to restart the broadcasting software to get this to work again, and that's a bit awkward in the middle of a stream. Oh, any excuse, Harry? Too right, too right. Feet up, gin out. Yes, gin out. Mm hmm. Mm. It's like chin out. You know, they More said ginny. they were asking about gin, so you said, I'll have a double. Yes, uh, boom. Uh, oh. <clears throat> so just, 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 just to let everyone know, the green room is a go today, and we expect to see you all there. Love to chat to a lot of you. Everyone um, except so me. The, <laughs> yeah, because he's he's miserable. <laughs> um, so, yeah, get get ready. Be in the green room. We'd love to hear from you all. Anyway, what is next on the agenda? Is there anything else? Well, after the break on the live stream, uh, Dr. K. Ross came on and talked about um, uh, planetary visuals and showed a lot of very nice pictures and then just, I mean, basically just baffled us all with maths and science as usual. Um, it's great I to love listen a to. Bit of math. Very, very pretty. Oh, yeah, it was. Uh, love me some science. Mm, but it, it, it did look great. And they were talking about how um, organic life is is scattered across planets and all kinds of sort of um, equations and algorithms and stuff to make sure but, um, it's not too thick and not too thin. Did they answer the main question on everyone's lips? And that is, uh, can we eat it? Hmm. I don't think it was asked, to be fair. Because, you know, it's going to pop up as another rare at some it point. It certainly is. Can it, we eat it? Does it taste good? And will it kill us? Hmm. Hmm. And is is the taste worth the risk? <laughs> You're asking that and well, purely though, selfishly, you, you, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's it's your department. I mean, what can I say? Well, um, <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> um, future... Uh, Galnet Food Digests. Mm. So who's who's going to cover the thank you? Well, I would, but hardly anybody's going oh, to be able to hear me. Well, so <laughs> Yes, well, there's quite a few of us uh, had a reason to say thank you to Stu and Alison Barker this week, who um, Alison always does these lovely badges for the ECMs every every year. 
And of course, last year and again this year, we haven't been able to have an ATM. So they very kindly sent them out in the post. So we've had quite a few people on Facebook saying thank you and showing photographs of their newly acquired badges. So thank you. I also received one. And mm. uh, very, very good. Usual high standard. I've seen lots of pictures from everyone on Facebook. They do look very pretty. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, very good. We had a bit of uh, a bit of sad news this week. Um, one of the the second actually of the re Apollo eleven um, astronauts has died. Michael Collins died at the age of ninety, um, which just leaves Buzz Aldrin, um, the second man to walk on the moon, who's ninety one, if I remember correctly. Um, so the sort of first generation of of star men are sadly, uh, well, going to the heavens. It's a shame. Hmm. Mm. He was, there's, a, there's an excellent, if anybody wants to look it up, there was an excellent BBC World Service series called 13 Minutes of the Moon, which covered the last 13 minutes between Colin shutting the hatch on the Eagle and uh, the touchdown on the moon for Apollo 11. Um, and there's a lot of Michael Collins in that. Um, there's probably 10 or, 10 or 11 episodes, and uh, he has quite a, quite a big role, and I commend that to to anyone and also the series two which was about apollo 13 uh, it's a really really well put together um series um by uh, kevin fong who used to work for nasa and hans zimmer of not of the frames but of gladiator music and film music has done the score it's really really very good if uh, people want to listen to something while they're flying around in space so there's a note here about green room warning client go to ts find the room when it's your turn for the mug yes so the the client is uh correct me if i'm wrong because i'm doing this from memory but ts.forthemug.com am i correct yeah yes um yes. so that's a team speak server name you put that into your team speak client not a web address uh, if you put it into your web address you'll find uh nothing but sadness um, find the room, which is obviously called the green room, and uh, then wait for your turn. And when it's your turn, when you finish talking, just say for the mug. If you've got nothing to say. <laughs> Speaking of nothing further, say, is, does anybody want to add anything to uh, the banter bit before we listen to Mr. Wotherspoon and Beetlejuice? Uh, I think we should uh, listen to I'll Mr. Take... Wotherspoon and Beetlejuice. Well, they we... have sound advice, you know. If we must do. Okay, I'll take that as a... Mr. Balzac, is your finger on the button? Yeah, God knows Quick, what it'll do, but yeah, who knows what'll happen? <laughs> Today, anything could happen. <laughs> Let's bomb Russia! Anyways, time for us now to all revel in the outpourings of Beetlejude and Wotherspoon and to wonder if that's the product of their digestion, what the heck have they been eating? That News Digest, 29th of April 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, a plague of adders. Why we need new SRVs. Thick enough for a space cowboy.
Most commanders would be hard-pressed to point out the colour move on a decorator's chart, but every commander participating in the Odyssey Galaxy Simulator knows a move adder when they see one. And how many there have been! Climb into your spaceship! There's a move adder! Get out of your spaceship! Guess what? It's a move adder! Open the galaxy map! Move adder! Breathe a little too deeply! <gasps> move adder! <laughs> Open the galaxy map! Move adder! In an attempt to escape this plague of pale purple pests, some commanders plotted routes to systems far beyond the 50 light year test bubble, to systems like Sirius and Sol, Shinrata and Eurybia, systems for which they had permits. After cruising around for a bit and finding the moon still not landable, they remembered that these systems have engineers and popped down for a visit. They found the engineers waiting for them in the hangar, ready to discuss modifications. Naturally enough, there was a fair bit of teeth sucking and that's going to take a bit of workism. But things were going pretty well until the Pilots' Federation got wind of what was happening. They wanted everyone back in the Movadder arena, deployed a virtual rip in the space-time continuum to suck everyone back to Nervi. There are less than six days left until the virtual Odyssey Galaxy Simulator implodes, but that's plenty of time for millions more Movadders to assert galactic dominance. <laughs> There's been no word so far on whether any additional surface vehicles will be made available in the Odyssey era. The Pilots' Federation has been notably quiet on the matter, but now that large ships have been allowed into the galaxy simulation, one new use for the wheeled vehicle has been identified, getting commanders from the elevator to the steps of their ship. Commanders have reported having to stop multiple times as they run across the docking bay to catch their breath and the need for a space golf cart or a space Segway is clear. Even a space scooter or a powered skateboard would be better than the 500-metre slog from the rear engines of a cutter to its embarkation point. With the magic elevators able to whiz around the station at a speed of several hundred metres per second to the social zone and shopping mall, there remains an open question about why they can't whiz just that little bit further and pop up out of the ground at the foot of the cutter's steps. Incidentally, engineers don't have elevators. Or rather, they do. But they've placed storage racks meaningfully in front of them to make sure that no one without the correct authorization can escape from their hangar. There's nothing like steel shelves for the ultimate insecurity. Changes being tested in the Odyssey Galactic Simulator seem unlikely to be the final word for landing on planets with atmospheres, after a prominent member of the Pilots' Federation made it very clear that they were most definitely not hinting that planets with thicker atmospheres could someday become landable. Okay? A number of mummified space cowboys with ten-gallon hats, spurs and britches have been found on many planetary surfaces a sure sign that some of the planets we may eventually be able to land on not only have a thick enough atmosphere to breathe, but also have cattle ranchers. It's easy to speculate how these space cowboys died. They must have taken an Apex shuttle, but ordered it to deliver them to the wrong planet. Once aboard, 
You can't change your mind and say you haven't bought a spacesuit. Once you arrive at your unsurvivable destination, your cab driver instructs you to have a good day and waits patiently until you disembark to certain asphyxiation. But as they died, these space cowboys would have had the satisfaction of knowing that the light scatter and the absorption by gases in the atmosphere are perfectly accurate and that the last thing they saw as their, their eyeballs boiled was the beauty of the galaxy and the retreating exhaust of the apex adder with the driver grumbling about the 100 credit fare he's allowed to charge. And that's this week's significantly Odyssey-focused Galnet News. Galnet News. We witter on about Odyssey, so you don't have to. Oh, 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 move adder. Thank you, Commanders Beetlejude and Weatherspoon. We're glad for you thinking hard about what's happening out there. So we don't have to. Another treat now. It says here in Commander Chicks's handwriting, it's the A to Z of Hutton Space, Wolf 25. In this episode of the A to Z of Hutton Space, we look at another star system named after German astronomer Max Wolf, the 25th star in his catalogue, Wolf 25. When viewed from Sol, it is situated in the constellation Pisces. Wolf 25 lies just below the ecliptic, the path that the Sun and planets follow, and is a tad over 24 light years distant. At 12 billion years old, Wolf 25 can be considered middle-aged in K-type star terms. Such stars having a lifespan estimated to be from 20 to 60 billion years, depending on mass. Wolf 25, at 70% the mass of Sol, would have an expected lifespan of around 30 billion years, and is under halfway through that. Such stars have a well-distanced and wide habitable zone, or more popularly, Goldilocks zone, and just like the porridge in that childhood tale of housebreaking, brazen theft and habitat encroachment, this zone is not too hot and not too cold, but just right for life to develop. The long lifespans of K-type stars therefore give lengthy opportunity for advanced water-based life to evolve on suitably sized and distanced planets. One such world is the large Earth-like world of Hishutash, but in case you are wondering why Wolf 25 has such a low population of only 1.25 million for a system with an Earth-like world, the key is in the word like. Hishutash has 20% more gravity than Earth and a seemingly balmy climate, but the surface pressure is seven atmospheres and that atmosphere contains only 2% oxygen deep-sea divers might do well here. However, the passing of 12 billion years has resulted in the rotation of Hishutash gradually slowing until it has become tidally locked to the star. One face is perpetually facing Wolf 25 and is baked, whilst the other receives only that heat that is circulated through the atmosphere. Cold hurricane-force winds blow at surface level from the dark icy side to the light side. 
This makes the balmy 30 Celsius average surface temperature slightly misleading, so don't fall for the blurb from the planetary timeshare salesman. Hishutash is orbited by a solitary landable moon, Pagon, which is also tidally locked. Further out are two rocky ice worlds with high surface pressures, one with an astonishing atmospheric pressure of half a million bar, and at 1400 Kelvin makes Venus look positively tranquil, but it does have a small satellite boasting a wide variety of surface materials. Two gas giants, one having landable satellites and an outer icy body, all with depleted rings, complete the system. For the trader, Wolf 25 offers two stations hosting agricultural markets with large pads. Min Orbital, an Orbis station, orbits Hishutash, and Bonkers, a Coriolis station, orbits Hishutash's moon, Pagon. Both are controlled by the Hutton truckers, and the astute amongst you will have just realised why Hutton decided to acquire the system. Yes, I did just say bonkers. No one can establish exactly how bonkers acquired its odd name. Whether it described the inhabitants' mental state or their private proclivities has been clouded by speculation and lost in the depths of time and innuendo. Wolf 25 native factions control the two planetary outposts Clement Vista on Pagon, a high-tech market, and Anning Base on Wolf 2A, a military market. Six further installations are scattered throughout the system, engaged in a variety of activities. One can only take a speculative guess who lives at and what goes on at White Cattle Homestead and Wizoff Vision. The Hutton move into Wolf 25 in late 3302 was carefully planned and executed, wresting it from Wolf 25 Gold State PLC, who now control no assets and now are just one of the many native factions squabbling over the scraps from Alvin's doggy bowl. I can't wait for the wait for the omnibus, omnibus edition where all of these episodes are joined into one coherent whole, with or without the W. Pay attention now, all you seekers of riches in the company of your fellow commanders. It's time for Flossie with the CG News. When the universe is in trouble, bug infestations <laughs> in the bubble. The short your long one. <laughs> home stations burn rubble. What on earth can we do now? Interstellar initiatives. Let Flossie tell you what it is. Then you can get involved with this. You should listen to what Flossie says. Interstellar initiatives. Flossie tells us what she thinks it is. Then you can get involved with this. Now you should. Listen to what Flossie says. Hello, Flossie here with this week's CG News. Last week's CG, the Aegis Appeal for Guardian Artifacts, completed shortly after 2000 UTC on Tuesday evening. Just over 400,000 tonnes were collected by 4,078 contributors. The new CG is the 29th of April to the 6th of May. Support President Hudson to increase federal surveillance, 
or support Shadow President Winters against federal surveillance. Data deliveries are required by competing initiatives to increase or decrease civilian surveillance in the Federation. President Zachary Hudson has asked the public to contribute to making the Proactive Detection Bureau more effective. The PDP requires access to lesser-known comms channels where terrorists and criminals lurk. Supplying it with data from multiple sources will allow us to root out more potential threats. To counter this campaign, Shadow President Felicia Winters aims to protect personal communications from being intercepted. My duty is to help citizens preserve their constitutional right to privacy. If enough data can be gathered for baseline testing, we will distribute legal technology and techniques to secure against government intrusion. Both campaigns require deliveries of the following data types. Unusual encrypted files, specialised legacy firmware, exceptional scrambled emission data and anomalous bulk scan data. To support President Hudson, pilots should deliver data to Gresley Dock in the NanoMAM system. Should the initiative gain more data than Shadow President Winter's campaign, President Hudson will put in place measures to increase security for systems he controls or exploits, boosting their security by 25%. Winter's failure is predicted to have negative consequences in system C controls or exploits, with a decrease of 50% in system stability. These effects are expected to last for at least one month before settling back toward its existing values. Additionally, the top 75% of contributors will receive a fully engineered, aerated kill warrant scanner with fast scan and long-range modifications. This will be placed in storage at Gresley Dock by the 8th of May 3307. To support Shadow President Winters, pilots should deliver data to ITO Orbital and the RIA system. Should the initiative gain more data than President Hudson's campaign, Shadow President Winter's policy will deliver a 50% increase in stability to the system she controls or exploits. Hudson's failure is predicted to have negative consequences in systems he controls or exploits, where system security will be decreased by 25%. These effects are expected to last for at least one month before settling back towards existing values. Additionally, the top 75 of contributors will receive a fully engineered aerated electronic countermeasure with lightweight and shielded modifications. This will be placed in storage at ITO Orbital by the 8th of May 3307. The initiatives begin on the 29th of April and will run for one week. If final targets met earlier than planned, the campaigns will end immediately. Should both initiatives be completed to the same tier, the one with the highest contribution will be designated the victor. To earn rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before handing in unusual cryptid files, specialised legacy firmware, exceptional scramble emission data and anomalous bulk scan data to Gresley Dock in the Nanomam system or to ITO Orbital in the rear system.
And that's it for this week's CG News. Flossie told you what to do. Thank you, Flossie. Well, that's unusual items to be giving away with a CG, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit unusual. Um, not that I, I don't use kill one scanners, but uh, I'm sure a lot of people would like them. I can I can think of a few. Anyway, uh, <laughs> time now to go over to the Hutton Sports Results, brought to us by a Deputy Apology Officer. Welcome to the Hutton Sports Report. The Hutton Sports Report is sponsored by the Hutton Helper, the only third-party resource to come with a free set of tribal tattoos for your face, in case Twitch drops aren't working properly. This week we have the following events. The Odyssey download is taking longer than expected on Xbox, should be ready by autumn, endurance special. The buying up all the plasma weapons to sell them on for stupid money cup. The new nighttime suit released for Ginger Commanders special award. The plasma shotgun to the first tournament of tournaments tournament. The you can throw landmines like Vismis in low G open second round. The one more complaint and you're all going to a combat zone challenge. So plasma rifles go in slot one. Engineers are alive and always cycle the atmosphere before entering a burning building. The classified results are Alex Zuno 124, Maxantius 81, Light 027 217, Pix 47, Orange Sidewinder 622, Happy Moon Monkey 609. Evo Flash 256, Koipu 236, James the Fox 2880, Shatter Mage 1380, Train Freak 1553, Flygills 1292, Queen of the South 2, Montrose 3, Caledonian Braves 1, Civil Service 3 Hutton Academicals 2 Wolf 25 Juniors 2 Spartasol 1 Hazel Hazelonians 2 Decals for Orange Sidewinder Please email I took part at huttonorbital.com and arrange to collect your Hutton decal kit which this week consists of a Guardian Ghost Cannon and a section of whole plating. Just the two Hutton runs this week by Commander Ricardo Dalep. At 1 hour 23 minutes and 54 seconds, he is 1 minute and 34 seconds behind the record, which puts him in joint 78th place with Slow Walk, Garrod and Thomason. Commander Orange Sidewinder put in a time of 1 hour 23 minutes and 33 seconds, which leaves them in joint 37th place with Comet Bourne, Guthwine and Chushpan. Are you bored? Are you questioning your life choices since you're not playing the Alpha? Then don't! You don't follow the crowd. You're not a sheeple. You are an individual like all of us. <laughs> Have you been cursing Alex Zuno upside down for weeks because he, you can't win the bounty hunting? 
this is your time to shine. He's all better off for the hunt and helper results this week. Don't sit around moping or mopping. We have a guy for that. Get out there and do your thing. There's a hunting decal in it for the best of you. How, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. Just go to hotdotsforthemug.com and download or sign up for the Hutton Helper before going out there and doing stuff. You know, Hutton stuff. Let's face it, anything has to be better than standing around looking at your space wardrobe wondering which twitch drop purple flight suit you're going to wear today. Well, that's it for this week. Back to Studio 5. Thank you, Flossie. That Alex Zuno really can't help but appear in the limelight even when he's trying to avoid it, can he? Whilst we all think carefully about that, Amelia Hawke will whisper sweet somethings in our shell likes as she brings us the Galnet Rares Digest. Good evening. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest. We try all the galaxy's rarest and most dangerous commodities. So you don't have to. Space is cold. The dark side of the moon, it's also cold. Ice planets, polar ice caps on Earth-like worlds, tops of mountains, they all share this one thing in common. They're bitterly, bone-chillingly cold. In the modern spacefaring universe, power is abundant, and with it comes the warmth of atmosphere heated to just the right temperature to keep everyone comfortable. Even your spacesuit is temperature-regulated and able to withstand the cold of deep space if you ever take an unscheduled spacewalk by way of a smashed canopy or unexpected disassembly of your ship. However, this convenience, the ability to have your porridge just right on demand, never having to worry about that breeze making you shiver or a nearby radiator causing you to swelter, isn't for everyone. Some people, the more adventurous out there, prefer to rough it, to do it the hard way, abandon the technology and get back to our roots, surviving using only the basics their wits and handmade survival equipment. The kinds of people who can look at a bundle of twigs and just know how to build a proper fire, or see a hole in the ice and know that by MacGyvering a line and a bent piece of metal from somewhere in their rucksack, they can serve up a full four-course dinner in only a matter of hours. There is a certain decadent luxury out there in the galaxy in having things that aren't convenient, that haven't been precision crafted by clever machines, and to know that an artisan or craftsperson has handmade these things. Elu thermals are one such example of this handcrafted skill. Available from Finney Dock, orbiting one of two Earth-like worlds in the system, it just so happens that this particular kind of undergarment, despite being handmade, is actually very nearly as good as any modern technology, and it's down to one thing. Sheep. Or, more accurately, the fleece of the Elu Logi ice sheep from the second of the Earth-like worlds in the system. The 
planet, despite being listed as an Earth-like world, more resembles something out of the ancient ice ages of man. Huge tracts of the planet are covered in icy plains. Vegetation is sparse. But there are forests of what resemble pine trees, small scrub-like bushes, and of course, the native sheep. They've evolved a wool that's fine and dense and springy. Tightly coiled, the hairs from one of the best natural insulating layers that, that there is out there in the galaxy. Metamaterials and nanotechnology are able to do better are, are able to do better as an insulator, but they require expensive equipment. This insulator just roams around the tundra on the icy world. Well, I say roams, but the planet has a very low gravity, so the ice sheep spend most of their time bouncing from grassy outcrop to grassy outcrop. Their falls soften by their fleeces as they careen across the landscape, stopping when they finally wedge against a clump of grass and lazily reaching out to munch on it. As a result, they are near impossible to herd. Startle a group of them and all you'll see is sheep bouncing in every direction in a panic to get away and fading worried sounding bah noises from high up in the air. So, expert hunters armed with traditionally made nets, ropes, and blessed with extreme patience and an eye for plummeting sheep, catch and shear their prey in the warmer months. The wool is then taken, carded, teased into strands, and then woven into fine elu woolen thermals made to measure, and about the warmest underclothing you could possibly own. Wearing an Elu onesie is like having every inch of your skin given a warm hug. It's rich lanolin and has a naturally softening effect on your skin. The rarity is due to the fact that sheep are almost impossible to herd, hard to catch and even harder to shear when wriggling around in zero G and so bouncy as to escape from your clutches really, really easily. These thermals then, if you can get them, are just what you want to wear if you're trekking somewhere cold. These reports wouldn't be the same without the little warning label stitched just inside one of the seams. Caution, do not wash, dry clean only. Do not allow thermals to get wet. And this is where the danger comes in. The sheep's fleece has evolved not only to keep them warm, but as a defense mechanism, when fluids come into contact with the fleece, for instance, when a hungry looking cetacean or elu megadontus shark tries to drag the sheep to a watery doom by the edge of a lake or the ocean, the wool uncoils and expands to nearly 10 times its size. The look on the face of a passing giant orca as they grab one of the sheep, drag it into the water only to have it expand to nearly 10 times its volume in a matter of seconds is a picture. Fall in, the sheep just bobs around on the surface as warm as warm can be. The icy plains where they're found are some of the driest places on the planet, as with the polar expanses on Earth. Get your thermals wet, if there's nothing to cover them, then you'll just end up looking like Mr. Stay Puffed in short order until you dry out. Arms and legs stuck out at angles until someone rolls you into a corner near a heater. Get them wet whilst you're wearing a Dominator combat suit. It expands, but there's nowhere to expand to. And very soon, you'll be crushed alive inside your armour, as your innards are squeezed out like plasticine through the gaps. 
if you're wearing these thermals, be very, very careful with your drinks. And whatever you do, try not to sweat too much. If you move from the icy shade into bright sunlight, you want to be chucking yourself out of your thermals in double quick time. This was Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest from Elu, and I'm wearing a fetching bodysuit made of this wonder wool. And I'm standing outside on a winter night in the Elu Arctic, and as toasty warm as if it was tucked up in bed at home. Our host's sled dog seems to have taken a liking to me, or maybe the smell of sheep. Who's a good boy? You are. Oh, oh, okay, that's enough now. Sit, sit. Oh crap, does anyone know the Elu word for sit? N no, no, don't you dare. Oh God, he's having a pee. No, bad dog, down boy. Oh quick, someone get me some scissors before my thermals cut off the circulation to my feet. As it were. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't forget, you, everybody has to repeat anything I say for the green room people until it's time for us to go down there. <laughs> Pre what, don't what? forget, everyone has to repeat what Sean says. <laughs> don't for forget that everybody has to repeat what. <laughs> don't forget, everybody has to repeat what Sean says before we go down there. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll do that in a second. Oh, that. You you lot chat amongst yourselves, and that won't confuse the green room too much about how good that was. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah, <laughs> it's so, uh, interesting stuff. Yeah, woolly thermals, um, and don't I let your dog thermals. pee on them. Mm, I do. I love thermals. Mm. I mean, um, unless you want to look like Mister Stay Puffed. <laughs> I always feel the cold, so that sounds <laughs> just nice for me. <laughs> as long as I don't get wet. <laughs> I'm fat enough. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's an amazing material. It's mm. it's just super, super warm. Um, just, it's brilliant stuff. It's a bit like Merino. Because marine, when Merino gets... Merino's great because it doesn't smell, so no matter how bad you smell, it doesn't. Um, I'm having worn a set of Merino for four weeks solid without changing them. Um, I can vouch for this. Um and it dries out really quickly, so when you get sweaty, it feels doesn't feel you know, like clingy like cotton, does it? Uh, feels great anyway. I have no what shares. Is, what is merino? I've never heard well, of it. Merino wool is uh, it's very fine wool. It's um, from merino sheep. Um, ah. New, New Zealand is overrun with the things, so you can a lot of. Uh, but if you see merino wool, it's this. It's it's great for base layers. Um, if you go walking or hiking or sailing or and you can sweat all you want, and you don't smell, or it doesn't. You might, <laughs> of course, you don't. Ladies don't smell. So, um, everyone, at least, well, everyone listening to us by now should be heading towards the green room. Yes, it's, it's very yes. important. We only do this once a week. Uh, month. Sorry, once um, a month. month. Sorry, yeah. I wish we, we used to God. do it once a week, but now we do it once a month. Thank the maker. Um, so yeah, we we cut back. So you know, you should all take this time, take, take this opportunity, this, this yes. once a month, the opportunity. 
just once a month you get to talk to us live on air. Come on, how can you pass that up? Very easy by the look of it. I know, right? <laughs> okay, what I'm what I'm gonna do, can you tell the green room I'm gonna what I do is disable the green room feed and then move us and then we'll all move in there. If I don't move the green room feed out first, they'll get feedback from everybody except me. Okay, um Move in the <laughs> Harry's now going to remove the green room feeds so they don't get feedback while we move there. Okay. So Harry's Harry going to remove like anyway. the green room feeds yeah. so we don't get feedback and all. all... <laughs> You're bugger, off and move, bugger off and move yourself down to the green room, Amelia. <laughs> bugger off and move yourself down to the green room. <laughs> bugger off and move yourself down to the green room. I'm <laughs> oh, moving, I'm moving, I think. Where is it? I'll go off to the green room. Stop it. <laughs> Just stop it. <laughs> You've buggered off now. You don't need to do that anymore. Right. right. Okay. Well, I, as there, are, there aren't too many people in here. I, I think when we've got um, a lot of people in the green room, I think it, it's easier if we don't interview each other. But since there aren't too many people, I think we can afford to interview each other. And that makes it even more complicated when we end up talking to ourselves, doesn't it? So I'm going to bypass all that by going first. <laughs> <laughs> just to make sure I don't do that. I'm, so I'm going to say, and you know, David does it in a very complex way and make, tries to make sure that the right people talk to the right people and then it all always goes wrong anyway because somebody comes along and waz puts himself in, in the wrong place. So uh, I'm just going to pick a, a random uh, order. Me, Chicks, Flossie and Amelia, okay? And, so I'm going to start off. Aiden, I am talking to you, Earth to Aiden. How the heck are you? Then how noisy is your environment? Oh, louder than usual, I'm guessing. Ooh. Oh, oh yes. <gasps> you are, and your background isn't. Yes. Talk yes. to us. What have you? What have you been doing? Where are you? And where are you doing it? Well, I'm doing it at home, and uh, other than that, I'm actually going into the office on a fairly comparatively regular basis. But you know, and oh yes, also. Um, Quietly hunting around for people that might be willing to join a Legend of the Five Rings game on a Wednesday. Did you notice everybody leap in then? Did you did you do you see uh, that I almost couldn't get a word in edgeways from everybody leaping in to, to volunteer? Oh yes, I mean, I understand that you know playing like, playing role playing games isn't something done by truckers. So uh, wait, 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 wait a minute, I play role play games, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I work at making role play games. It's my job. Yes. <laughs> what i do for a living yeah, okay yeah well are you asked are you asking aiden to pay you <laughs> uh, but, yes aiden please pay me <laughs> uh, i don't get paid that much so um i can pay you with uh my um, appreciation and my gratitude so what wait a minute what role play what role play are you doing sorry harry i'm gonna ask. No, sorry, no, 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 no and remember amelia this is not one that requires dressing up or any special uh equipment that you wear oh but i have so much equipment mm-hmm <laughs> Sorry, Aiden. What game is it you're going to be playing? Legend of the Five Rings. It's sort of pseudo Japanese samurai stuff. Nice. Are you GMing? No. Nope. Uh, I am one of the players. Nice. Um, have you got your character made yet? Uh, well, yes. We had our first um, sort of preliminary session yesterday, whereby the GM went, "Oh, okay. Yes." Uh, here is a plot. Here is a plot, not plot dump, but plot stir. Pretty oh. much, we are all, you know, um, 
junior members of a of a of a court, or at least not even junior members of a court, but we work in an area, and one of the high ups from another clan has come along and gone, oh, I'm going to turn up and you know have have a meeting and a tea ceremony with everybody and give everybody paintings except for these three <laughs> why these three well um from an outer character perspective it's because they're pcs right <laughs> from an in-character perspective it's because well nobody knows <laughs> so um what platform do you use to run it do you use roll 20. yep uh we use roll 20 and discord and say a Hutton trucker wanted to join you in this role play, how would they go about doing that and contacting you? Uh, contact me, um, talk to me, and then I can put you in touch with the, the GM. Okay, okay. And how many spaces are available in this role play? Uh, two, realistically. And they, I'd, I, and to be honest, there would also, there is a degree of consideration about this going back to being um, actual face-to-face -face in when we're actually allowed to do that sort of a thing again. But if uh, people uh, want to turn up origin turn up whilst it's online, well, I can throw it to the GM and it's up to people. Um, and what day is what day do you play on? Wednesdays. At what time? Uh normally sort of half seven ish. Okay. So everyone you heard it here on Hutton Orbital Radio first. Aiden is uh playing a game uh, with one of his friends who's running it and you should contact him if you want involved in that and trust me on this rpg games are the bomb and i'm not just saying that because i make rpgs yes rocket, rocket propel uh, grenades i was gonna say it definitely is the bomb isn't it yes yes, yes the bomb <laughs> <laughs> i am become death but yes um uh Row 20, I know that the, the cameras are really, really small on row 20, even at maximum size. So what I've found uh, when I'm using row 20 is uh, to use Discord for communication, because it can be a little bit fickle as well when it comes to um, the voice comm system. So I tend to use Discord for the cameras and voice, and then we use row 20 for the maps and all the details of the roleplay itself. Don't know if you've tried that. That's what we're doing. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I will pass you back to Harry now, who's meant to be interviewing you properly. <laughs> well, no, no, uh, you've done it, so I don't have to. Oh, and that's it, because you you've just passed me back just in time for Aiden to say for the mug, I presume. Yep, for the mug. You see? Mind reader. <laughs> for the mug, Aiden. For the mug. Chicks, go for it. I, well, pick Day Glow Viking. Is that James? That is, that is indeed. Formerly Jacob, but now back in the land of the Saxons and James again. Hello, sir. How are you? Very well. Yourself? Very good. I'm asking the questions here. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last time we saw you, you had some uh, some ears on and uh, a very, a very pink, pink shirt. shirt. Oh, a National Tea Day, I think. National tea day, that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. When we must all charge our mugs. We and yeah, uh, so that was National Tea Day when guide dogs tried to get everybody to join in a virtual tea party. Mm. Always a good laugh. Still going to be wearing their suit come the London Landmarks Half Marathon, uh, which should be happening in August. Fingers crossed. Staying hopeful on that one. Um, but actually, next week, myself and Mr. Giller will be uh, somehow managing to manifest in different instances uh, for the Wings for Life run. Mm -hmm. When we're going to be chased by an evil car that is trying to uh, stop us from achieving huge distances and glory. So, are so you, you are a regular, regular half marathon, full, full marathons? Never done a full marathon, 
but um, yeah, with all the free time I get these days, it's usually one half a month at least. Mm -hmm. That's good. And otherwise, uh, keeping busy with actually tracking in the real world. Hmm. What else have you been up, up to, to this week? week? You've been playing, playing the alpha? alpha? Uh, I dipped into a little bit, but uh, the last few days I've been in with the banter bus. And that was my uh, rather girthy big purple thing um, underneath all those. Uh, Aha, yes. Rather, Everybody has to show off, don't they? Yeah. Mm. yeah, but it's, it's a little bit short compared to those belugas that were ganging up on me. But it's all good fun. And it's nice to be in with some other folks. And uh, and that was my first time I meet to run hollow, which was a bizarre experience. It is. I remember it from the, uh, uh, the A to Z we did about a month ago. And it was like, holy moly. You know, it was... Uh, Oh, I missed the take. Never mind. It'll be round again in 86 seconds. Yeah, at least the banter bus managed to um, be in orbit of the moon rather than the planet. So that made things nice and simple. <laughs> no, otherwise, uh, just making sure my mug is charged and keeping on smiling. And otherwise, for me, it's going to be for the mug. For the mug. Okay, so now it's my turn. And as Amelia got missed there, I shall see what Amelia's been doing. <laughs> hey, Flossie. Hi, uh, how are you? I'm not too bad, thanks. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. You know how it is. Mm. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we don't. You're here to tell us. Well, well yes, actually, yes. I'm, I'm here to tell you how it is and what it all means. No, um, uh, no I've, had, I've had a great week. I've been, you know, um, buried in work, but I love my work. Um, so uh, that's, that's okay. I haven't had much chance to play Elite Dangerous. Um, but that's okay, too. I will probably jump in after the alpha at this at this stage yeah. but um yeah so not much has been happening to little old me so i'm just gonna say for the mug thank you for the mug now it's your turn <laughs> oh yeah it's my turn so chicks how are you i'm good how are you well, we just said how i am <laughs> oh this is true well, so, um, harry did say repeat everything <laughs> yeah he did yeah he did yes. that, that was earlier that was earlier that was earlier. That was earlier. That was earlier. Um, was earlier. <laughs> what are you doing? I've been, well, I've been making videos, as you know. Um, I finished off the next one this morning, um, which will be LP five three two dash eight one. So you're getting ahead of yourself. I have to. It's. Uh, I hate uh, doing things at the last minute instead of rush. So I've got to get them, get them out of the way. And I kind of, I lost a week. My my computer was having all kinds of issues, so I uh, I had that in bits and uh, bits pieces. What happened? Um, well, I put a new hard drive in, so I took out the old one and put the new one in and took it out, and it was doing a bit of a hokey cokey for a while. Um, and I reassembled it for last week's show, and then took it all to bits again last Friday, and now it's working fantastically, astonishingly well. Nice. So the. They can hear you, you know. You sh you shouldn't mention it. <laughs> Don't say oh. it in there. It's the hint they're hearing. I was I was three two three weeks ago. I was really fed up with it, and now it's just like oh, new best friend. <laughs> um, and I've been playing up in in Odyssey Alpha um, a little bit. I haven't done much. I've been doing more stuff in Horizons, particularly um, shooting lots of video. Um, and I've been playing a lot of Warzone, the the Alpha Phase One shooty shooty kind of got me interested in that again. Is that so, like a modern warfare thing? Yeah, Call of Duty, and uh, it's good fun. It's good fun. It's uh, nice. 
it's obviously purpose-made uh, first-person shooter, unlike Odyssey, which is you know part of a much much bigger thing. Um, but yeah, I've been enjoying that. I could blast this afternoon. Nice. Mm, there's lots of different game modes, so you can you don't need to, it doesn't get too stale. What's the graphics like? Is it on par with like Call of Duty? Uh, yeah, I run it in 1080. So, uh, and it's. <laughs> you sounded so pompous. I run it in 1080. I was trying to remember. I was thinking, yeah, it's in, run it in 1080, but 60 frames a second, which isn't stunningly fast, but it is for this old, um, old laptop I've got. Um, but yeah, it's good. Could be better. So it could always be better. You see these guys running massive rigs, you know, with 3090s, uh, graphics cards and things and. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, and they Elite dangerous. Play them on 27-inch monitors. Well, I, I prefer to play Elite in VR, as I think you do as well. I do, yes, yes. Um, but when I started making these videos, it was a bit of a pain in the bum to keep switching between VR and screen. So I, I uh, can only imagine. <laughs> have a hard, I have a hard enough time just trying to take a selfie in Elite Dangerous. I, I set, up, set up the camera suites and... Uh, I've got a new joystick which doesn't have a lot of drift, so it's using the camera suite's a lot easier. It's quite difficult when it's when it's got a lot of drift on it. Um, anyway, I've done done far too long, so I'll just say for the mug, for the mug. Which means it's me to talk to what looks like a German fire mage, fire magier, fire. You're up your microphone. Nope. Okay, I've gone AFK, which case I will leap down, which means it's... Helen, have we spoken to you, Helen? No, not then, so In that me. case, I will do that. I will talk to you right now. How have you been? I've not been too bad, thank you. Um, mostly uh, in game... Well, last week I was mostly doing the uh, CG. I ended up in top 25%. Then last night I... I had some time in Odyssey and thought I'd try doing some missions with an SRV. First mission, uh, that apparently didn't have any pads, lad, big enough to, for my ship. It's quite a phantom, that's a medium, isn't it? Anyway, I landed away from the settlement and drove in. Fairly successful as I managed to park up next to the hub building where I got my item. Uh, next, mi next mission, I was able to land at the settlement, but unable to deploy the SRV because no garage, presumably. So I took off and landed away again. And the problem was uh, the usual on foot hood is not available in the SRV. So I packed up to check the location on a nearby terminal and continued on foot. Third mission, I again parked outside and then of course, fourth mission, I was determined to get all the way to wherever the item was to receive it and park outside. So I drove in, saw a guard ahead of me and continued driving, veering off to his right so that I wouldn't hit him. And what happened next is a bit hazy. I don't know if he quickly moved in the same direction or if another person stepped in front of me. But it seems I hit them and suddenly everyone was hostile. Had you oh, been drinking? Now, be honest. <laughs> no, no, not much anyway. <laughs> oh, what a, a, quick, a quick reverse out and back to my ship and I managed to board it and take off. But before I could get away, my ship went boom. And of course, you did mention that in the intro. 
in, in code. But, but I went, uh, well, yeah, yeah. I did say I'd have a mishap. Accidental brush with the law, yes. <laughs> but uh, all, I, all four, of course, all four missions failed. So I was able to sell up um, what I had got to the dodgy barman and I gained 50,000 credits. So that was about one mission's worth paid for. So not all lost. Crime does pay. Um, but it was a bit annoying because I noticed I had 12, 20 artifacts on board from the snapshot that was taken and I was going to, I was going to sell them, but they were lost as well. Mm. So, never mind. So that's it really. That's, uh, It'll that's all be gone like week. tears in the rain in a couple of weeks anyway. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Time, time <laughs> I'll get these mistakes out of the way now. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so that's, uh, otherwise it's for the mug. Yes, it is you. Your turn, Chicks. Sorry, I... Uh, yes, Chicks next, isn't it? Y yes. So, yes, it is you. I, I saw uh, Verloren sneak in there, but uh, no. very patiently waiting. Cause it's, been... if, you're, if you've been doing it in order, it's me next. Can we do it down the list? Yes. Because you, you, you cut it up before. It's in a different order to me. <laughs> is it? I've got, yeah, I've seen what order? Right, who who am I talking to? Flossie? Me, no, me. Well, me, no, me no, Dumb Flossie. It, it, in alphabetical order. We're in your Harry, apart, apart from your microphone issues. Oh, yeah. Well, I, and I apologise to everybody for for that. Uh, there's something... <laughs> well, like, you, your microphone didn't work. They don't no need to apologise, I think. Well, they, they've no idea. Yes, I'm, I'm grateful they were, yeah. Yeah, well, don't worry. <laughs> it just means... I know what I'm going to be doing for half of tomorrow <laughs> is editing the flipping... Uh, recording to put the voice in, yeah. but yeah, yes, and, the, and the and the missing dings. You can have that one for free. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Unfortunately, that that didn't help. I thought, oh, when I when I was writing the script, I thought, oh, that'd be quite nice. Put the dings in there. That'd be quite funny. Oh, that that was the the night when everything was going wrong, and I was so busy trying to get my microphone going, I I could hear in the background uh, you lot reading the script, and there's a pause. And I'm thinking, why aren't they reading? Because they're waiting for me to hit the flipping button. You know how to make work for yourself, don't you? I do, don't I? Yeah, well, I won't be doing that again. No. So, so, so apart, apart from, from uh, yeah. dreaming up making work for yourself things, what else have you been up to? Um, not much. I haven't. I haven't been in game since the start of uh, the second week of Alpha. I, just, oh, I remember uh, that. Yeah, I just haven't had time to do anything. I, I had a, had a man put a greenhouse up for me in the in the, in the yeah. garden. That's that's the most exciting thing that's happened all this week. So uh, I'm going to cut things short because I've got an empty glass, and the sooner we get to the end of this, the better. So uh, uh, for the mug. <laughs> <laughs> for the mug. Who's next? Okay, so that's Nothing. me next, isn't it? Um, oh, is uh, Freya Merger back again? Is his mic working? Or should I move on to Lithbreaker? Well, you can uh, hang on as long as you yeah. like, but unfortunately, you probably do have to talk to Jim. Sorry. Right. Oh, Lifford Breaker. <laughs> so okay. patient. What sort of time have you had recently? Uh, a pretty good one, actually. I hope you can hear me all right, because I'm on a new computer. You're very quiet. Yeah, you're very quiet. I can barely hear uh, okay, you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hang on a second. I'll see if I can adjust that. Uh, just keep everybody talking while the fiddling. He is very, he is very fair voiced, you know. He is. He is. <laughs> he can shout or get closer to the microphone it's a headset it's hard to get much closer Ugh. i'd swallow it if i did <laughs> oh and you're not prepared to do the very least to help us 
<laughs> is that any better? Oh, much better. Mellifluous. That's a little bit better, yes. Dulcet tones. It's it's oh. half installed. Is this new computer? It's running very nicely, but it's missing an awful lot of software, and I haven't got around to set up the audio until the middle of the show tonight. So, uh, oh, so, so new computer. Who this? I think that's the way they put it, isn't it? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's nice anyway. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing about new computers. After all, put all this new software back. Yeah, new computer, same old software. Yeah. <laughs> so why does it take three days to get it on there? What did I have installed? Oh, yes, that. <laughs> yeah. But on the plus side, I managed to play a little bit of um, Elite Alpha on it last night. It was one of the first things I set up, obviously. Mm. And oh, I was wandering around the station with a solid 60 frames per second. So Brilliant. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy that it works a lot better than the old one that was giving me 12. Yeah, I bet you so, were. Yeah. Yeah. But so what yeah, do you think um, of it then? Well, the Alpha, I'm really enjoying it. I think... I think it needs a bit of polish in places, but then it's yeah. an alpha, so the Well, that's it, it is. But yeah, I, I wasn't really that bothered about walking around. I thought, well, it'll be all right for a bit of a laugh, but uh, I don't really see that there's a lot that'll appeal to me in it. And then I walked into the hangar for the first time and saw this teeny tiny sidewinder looming <laughs> over me. And it yeah. was just incredible. Don't yeah, realise so, how big a sidewinder is, do you? No, you don't. <laughs> Even though people tell you how big it is, and I've played in VR, so I've got an idea of how big these things are, but it's just it's just amazing, isn't it? So yeah, well impressed with the Alpha. And then I got down onto the planet and got shot and repeated that <laughs> many, many times for several weeks. And, and I'm getting a little bit better at it now. I can shoot one of them before they shoot me most of the time now in combat zones, but uh, yeah, not quite the best yet. But yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I don't need enough a gun. <laughs> Oh, you should give it a try. It's especially in the alpha. I did, ac no I did actually um, give it one of these uh, where you go out in the dropship. I, yeah. I tried one of them at one point, but I was on my own. Maybe if uh, I'd gone with a few other people, it might be yeah, better. It's, it's, it's a lot more of, of a laugh when there's three or four of you around and you, yeah. you, you're covering each other and chatting about where you're going and what's happening. And, and with four, certainly in a, a low difficulty one, with three or four commanders, it's so easy that... Um, you can actually learn what you're doing. So, yeah. But if, you, if you're going on your own, you tend to get shot before you work out what's happening, what the well, controls are, and, <laughs> and where the display for your health and your shields are. And yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so uh, I was, I'll have to try that again. Definitely. While the alpha's on. <laughs> okay, so is there anything else you wanted to say? Hey there, still. Am I here still? You're I still here, Fossey. Oh, I, I lost my push the talk for some reason, even though no. I'm holding the button. Yeah, I'm still here. But uh, yeah, nothing else to say, just for the mug. Okay, thank you for the mug. Good evening, Talzy. Oh, hello. Yeah, press the button. Uh, <laughs> good evening. Good evening, all. Hello. Hello. How are you? Um, I'm well. I'm all right. I spent today or this afternoon changing a light switch in the kitchen and that raised my temperature to the point where I was pounding a wall with a hammer. It was good. <laughs> See, uh, electrician, um, that's something not, uh, that, that's not something not everyone can do, especially not me. I can't, I'm, I'm, I suck at it. I mean, usually people are shocked to find out how bad an electrician I am. Doesn't everybody know it takes many hands to make light work? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, it, it was the, the dampness of the kitchen and the crumbliness of the plaster in the walls that did me in. 
Well, it has to be said, very, very few people can be a, an effective electrician with a hammer. <laughs> yeah, my training was in the uh, theatre. <laughs> Operating There's scalpel. So you're, you're classically trained. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. The show must go on. <laughs> and the lights. Aren't they best boys? That, that's, that's on film sets. What's the difference? One of it. Yeah, best boy. And the Me, other doesn't. Best yeah. boy. I'll be the best boy. So is it working now is, is the point, really? It is working, but the switch, which used to be quite a soft thing, is now a loud click. It's quite hard. So it annoys me every time I switch it on or off now. So what, what you're really saying is something that was once soft is now hard. <laughs> I should think before I speak. <laughs> I think. Just when you thought it was safe to go on the radio. Um, have you been up to anything else besides playing with things? Occasionally floating about in the alpha, I, uh, I managed to get my Type 10 in the latest update now. So I've got uh, Hutton mugs and Lavian brandy, but I, nice. I, I'm going to drop them off somewhere. Any plans on where? I don't know yet. Uh, I can't. Even I'm not sure where I am. I just stopped a few minutes ago, and I still don't know where I am. <laughs> um, so what are your plans for the upcoming weeks? Do you have anything planned besides delivering hut and mugs and brandy? No, I have no idea. I rarely plan more than a day or two ahead. Uh, I'm doing some TV? woodwork, making screens so that people can work with COVID safety and such. Nice. Um, but apart from that, I don't know what I'm doing. You, you plan on partaking in this uh, upcoming CG? There's a CG? Yeah, uh, Flossie talked yes. about it. Is, uh, well, there's two CGs. Um... Did Flossie not tell you what to do? She did, she did. Um, I, I haven't been able to get on for long, often, recently, uh, in, in the game. And so it, it's it's all a bit haphazard yeah cgs for uh, data data deliveries to support president hudson or support president winters for or against federal surveillance but do you uh, i don't like it? it either of them not that is <laughs> <laughs> the rewards oh the rewards well mm, yeah. scan long range kill warrants kind of i've put the link in yes the i was to, listening uh, to that earlier i i, uh, I used one once Years ago. I've never used one. <laughs> you just have to get up behind someone first. I've <clears throat> mm. seen like getting no, the, one the, of those guards, you know, to say, no, thanks. <laughs> the shooty stuff I'm not very good at. Although I took uh, Antian's advice and got myself one of those missile launchers. That's much more fun. Oh, is it? <laughs> I might try that. <laughs> I knew that one day so one of his pieces of advice would play out, and that's the one. Yeah, if I'm going to get run around and get shot at, I want to be able to lob grenades and stuff without going, where's the button, where's the button, where's the button? <laughs> so, have you, are you... Hello. Sorry? I'm going to go off and get kettle on and, and really just say, for the mug. For the mug. If he's going to do it in the dark. Uh, hey, stop the that. No. 
Well, that's a desk. So that leaves it's, it's me. It's okay. It's, it, he's got it hard, so it's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's fine. As you push up hard, <laughs> yes. That uh, Now, <laughs> and is it Valeran or Valaran? Valeran. 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 How has the banter bus been going? Uh, it's been going really well. Um, like Flossie mentioned earlier, it started off and, and Baz was in chat at the beginning. That, that wasn't uh, Flossie, that's so... Norma, an entirely different person. Sounds completely different. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a very cheap and old headset and uh, I can't tell the differences that well. But uh, it, yeah, anyway, no, Baz, was, Baz was there to start with and uh, to see us off, so that was good. So, uh, and you've yeah, been yeah, doing... So well, I, I don't want to hear too much detail about what you've been doing tonight because I want you to write it down for next week. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. We came on a little bit earlier tonight uh, to see if anyone else could join in who couldn't you know, join mm. in mm. You know, at the later time that we have been doing. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's, you know, it's going well. We're looking forward to the next couple. We're going out to see the dredger and then we're going to go and uh, take a few shots at the Guardian Beacon. Do something a bit... Bit pretty with that. Oh, I think I think the whole thing's brilliant, and I, I think that I want to say in memory of Baz because he's still with us. He's just sitting there, <laughs> down there but but it, to no, to show the stuff that he did of the, of the original it, event. It, yeah, so. a year ago was it, it was brilliant being part of part of that. Even well, yeah, though I only managed the first day, but it was it, it's a, for a nice for way a of getting of together. Us, yeah, yeah. A lot of us we were we were playing the game on our own. You know, we hadn't got involved with the whole uh players with players and so when we did this we saw oh we you know we try it for a couple of days and it added such a massive dimension to the game that for the of many of us that were on it that we just stayed on and so the the original 26 days came to an end and then it was 30 days then 40 then a couple of months uh and it just carried on you know and we've been on nearly every night for a year now so, uh, yeah, it's just something that brought us all together and gave us a, a bigger appreciation for the game. You know, there's a lot of people you see it on forums and that, you know, oh, I've finished this, there's nothing to do, it's boring. We found something different to do, you know, every night for a month. And we can still go out and see new things. So, yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. And this was just our way of uh, celebrating the fact that it started a year ago. And Baz is an inspiration in so many it. different ways to so many different people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We all like Baz. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. Hashtag Grand Baz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Grand Baz, indeed. Mm. Uh, I've not done any of the alpha uh, because apparently my computer's too old and too small to run it. Oh. <laughs> so while you lot are running around, I'll just fly about and keep things ticking over up here. There's still plenty to do in the horizons. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're oh, not yeah. kidding. I think uh, Odyssey is just going to add another flavour to it. And in the same yeah. way that Horizons added planetary landing, you could manage without it, but it's a little richer with planetary landing. This Odyssey adds it, even more. Yeah, it, it did. I mean, I was a little worried about Odyssey, if I, to be perfectly honest. I, I thought it was going to try and turn it into sort of space cod. You know, mm. but, um, from what I hear from... <laughs> there were very few fish in the, in the game I played. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just walk around, shoot them up like mm -hmm. so, so many other games. But from what I've heard from... You know, friends that have played it, they're saying it, you know, it doesn't feel like that. So whatever they've done to it, they must have done it really well for it to still keep its eliteness. It still links in with everything you're doing. I'm looking forward to doing things like trading and and stuff. So there's still a lot more to a lot more to come. I think. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's not a, it's not a done and dusted game yet, is it? No, no. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, that's all I've got. So thank you to everyone who's been on the banner bus. You know, the anniversary tour. There are still spaces left for anyone else who wants to come out of us. I might uh, get there got, one day. We've got one another. Minute. We've got another three left. And that's it, and then we're done. And then we'll you know resurrect it again in a year's time. Smashing. So, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay, if we. Um, crew let's move ourselves back up before we say goodbye and i will put the green room feed back in so that everybody in the green room can hear everyone except me and off we jolly well go almost i moved you got moved you did i've never been i've never been so moved no <laughs> uh, all right well say so apart oh, apart from filling the green, up here up, yeah, I hope you're not wearing any of those wool undies. Right. Uh, so rubber pants. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, that was a that was an interesting show, and I've no idea what the recording's going to sound like, but it'll be um seamless. Seamless, absolutely. By the time I've finished, well, it'll be considering seamless. we've had a green room as well. It's under yeah. two hours. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I'm not. I'm saying nothing about the number of people who aren't here. So that, that would be uh, that would be rude of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but talking for England, uh, anyway, there, I'm Harry. Yes. And St. George. Mm-hmm. Thank cry. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to think, well, I think we're nearly done then, aren't we? Because uh, I'm saying my it. glass is empty and I've got this stuff I've got to, to do. So I Editing. think we yeah, yeah, quite. Uh, I think I might leave that till tomorrow. Uh, I think we're almost down just to the very last thing on the agenda, uh, which is for Amelia to lead us in a chorus of... Uh, for the mug! 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 Profit margins never really mattered at all We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today Super cruising all across the Milky Way We're taking anything, anytime, anyway Loading all the teen out to the brim With the rest for the more For the more For the more For the more Yeah, you know just where we're coming from For the more For the more For the more For the more Yeah, everybody's seen a trucker's song Flossie always seems to crash into the sun Skibble likes to pile it on the Xbox One Having out the free, you know he leads us one Trucking across the galaxy, now everybody out For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more Yeah, you know just where we're coming from for the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Everybody's seen the Chucker song. For the more, for the more, 
for the more You know just where we're coming from For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more Everybody sing the Chokers song Profit margins never really mattered at all We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today Super cruising all across the Milky Way We're taking anything, anytime, anywhere So shout it out loud like you don't even care For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more Yeah, you know just where we coming from for the more for the more everybody sing the trucker song for the more for the more yeah you know just where we're coming from for the more for the more everybody sing the trucker song Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? Uh, hello, can anybody hear me? That's good. My microphone was working, but I turned the damn thing off. Right, that's we're all fixed now, everybody. Ha <laughs> ha! It'll sound great in the edit. Norm, cut this bit out. Seamless. Yeah. Yeah. We really should make that the, the <laughs> Hutton Orbital Radio model. Model? It, it, yeah, model. 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 <laughs> the, the Hutton Orbital a bit Radio motto. Um, it'll be great in the edit. Yep. Norm is our hero. <laughs> Are you questioning your life choices since you're not playing the alpha? Then don't. You don't follow the crowd. You're not a sheeple. You're not an individual exactly like all of us. Sorry, you're, you are an individual, like all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been cursing Alex Zuno upside down for weeks because he...